Hello world and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where I focus on not living in regret and forming high-functioning habits. I want to inspire you to transform your thoughts for a happier and higher functioning life. We are what we think and we get lost in limiting beliefs. We don't eat well, we don't take charge of our money, manage our commitments, and then wonder why we are stressed, overweight, in pain, and unhappy with our lives. I haven't met anyone that can't change their mind. That's why I always say, see you on the flip side, as I want to journey with you on coming out the other side. Side of what you might ask? Well, that's up to you. Hello world, Shelley Shearer here and welcome to the show. What an interesting week I've had. (laughs) Actually, I got a couple of stories to tell you and I hope that you just shake your head and go, seriously? Just like I did. But you know, instead of just telling the story and not giving it context, it actually made me think today about what motivates you. I've really been lacking a motivation the last couple of weeks, I'm not going to lie. And when I lack motivation, I tend to bury myself and hide out. So some people maybe eat too much or sleep too much or in front of the TV. I bury myself in books and usually trashy romances. I'm not going to lie. I am an absolute sucker for that crap. Uh, it's a good thing I have an Audible uh, subscription because my brain gets lots of good food as well. Um, but yes, that is my junk food. There is absolutely no two ways about it. But it is also uh, a dark hole I crawl into when I'm avoiding. When I am just not sure what to do, what direction, where I'm going, uh, when I'm not practicing all my best habits, then this is where I kind of spiral into. And it's interesting it doesn't take me long to realize what I'm doing. It doesn't take me long now to realize why I'm doing it. You know, the one thing about maturity is it's not like you're never going to fail, guys, or have bad days. It's just we just don't spend as long there. That's that's the goal here. I mean, I've said it once. I'll say it a hundred times more until all my listeners hear me. There is no such thing as perfection. It is highly overrated. It's not even uh, attainable. And so life is just a learning experience doing the best we can with what with the knowledge we have currently that's why I I am such a huge proponent of learning which I'm going to talk about a new book I've just been reading on health excuse me and that sort of thing and it it really it's just about the journey and I it's really taken me many years to understand that so this morning I I woke up far too early for my normal my normal world and uh that's amazing when you get up that early and I've already had a bath read for a bit um I have to soak sometimes in in things to help me get mobile with my fibromyalgia and uh and a client texts like a seven this morning something happened uh word got out their business just went crazy and they crashed their website and I'm like you've got to be kidding me so I'm like well your timing's perfect I'll get online right now and get the financial part of that stuff dealt with it's always a really big shame when you sell too much stuff (laughs) a problem we all wish we had so what motivates you well you know what knowing all of a sudden that that client, you know, needed this. We were on a bit of a time constraint and it was kind of exciting. Had me so motivated, I had no desire to spend too much time in the bathtub reading, you know, five extra chapters or take an hour and just bury myself or come in and work for a bit and then go hide out in a book. These things actually physically do happen in my life. You may have your different ways of hiding, but I can tell you most of us, 
we have these things in our lives. The question is, do you recognize it? No. Some people might just say, well, she likes reading, so what? No, no, no. My reading takes on a whole other level of escapism. Uh, I do love to read. And when I'm on vacation, I like to be by a pool with a great book. And, um, you know, nothing even too exciting because I want to be able to stop from it, talk to someone for a bit, visit, natter, you know, whatever. Uh, So that's usually definitely where the trash comes into play. I tend to learn and do that sort of thing at night or in my car. You know, we all have our places that we, that, that, that the habits that work best for us and my habits not going to be the same as yours. Okay. What works for my personality, my weaknesses, my strengths are not going to be the same as yours. So that's why it's very important to just be aware and finding what motivates us is really important. Now I get excited when there's, you know, someone, something needs to get done or where there's a huge win. Well, as it turned out, I now I'm in the office at, you know, 7.30 in the morning, which that is not my normal world. Sorry, guys. And I'm motivated, which means I am open because it is very interesting when we bury ourselves in bad habits and bad behaviors when we want to escape something. We are really not open to what the universe has for us. We're basically telling the universe and God that Don't really care what you've got planned for me right now. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. I have no ability to react to it. I just, I don't want anything. The second you change that feeling, mentality, way of thinking, you might be really a little scared and might need to be um, careful what you've uncorked. So regardless of what I've uncorked today, it never still never ceases to amaze me how quickly that water can come rushing in. Ideas, opportunities. And then I have to stand back and say, okay, so shiny object, something I really should look at. Is this another distraction? But I tend to notice when these things happen that all of a sudden there's, there's movement. So just be aware of that in your own life. So motivation. Um, the, one of the sad stories today I wanted to tell you was just on the news yesterday Keith and I are watching this grossly racist man attack a cook in a Denny's. It was on the U.S. News and it just popped into one of our feeds and and a man that stepped in and stopped him. But when I'm watching that man with such hatred and he's just like pouring vitriol out of his mouth on this young... And and, and the the man was colored because we're in the States. So I'm in Canada um, and we just don't have the racial diverse... uh, Yes, we have the racial diversity division that, you know, unfortunately plagues the United States. But still, so to to us, for starters, right out of the gate, my husband are like, where does this even come from? But we, it was not our country. We're not raised with it. But in this day and age, it's still just so shocking to see that sort of hatred. And that's what got me thinking about motivation. What motivates him? What motivates that person to have such hatred to another person because of the color of their skin? Now, I could just say, you know what, freaking uneducated redneck, you know, doesn't have a clue. Well, you know what, I'm just, I'm being really the same way, uh, except that I'm not about to get violent about it. But I just, it just never ceases to amaze me. Motivation. Be aware of what motivates you. Your ideas, not just like this morning where I, just got motivated with work and all of a sudden opportunities presented themselves. Uh, For instance, a little segue, I sort of jumped into that story. I got online 
was checking my emails, you know, it's early and uh, I have these two lovely women in my life that I haven't seen in a while, but we've always just kind of kept in touch. They, they're not close friends. They're, they are business acquaintances, people that I've networked with over the years, wonderful women. You know, if they're doing something in life, I would definitely recommend them um, to someone if they were doing something that aligned with a need someone else had. And she has created this women's group, a networking group called the, I think it's called the ladies meeting group, the ladies group, ladies meeting. <laughs> Can't remember. Anyways, I have not really been networking much the last year or two. I have been busy with a lot of my plate and it just, just wasn't something I don't need to go network for my, um, accounting business. And that just seems to come into play when I tell the universe I need something. It arrives. I've, I've been very blessed. That's probably why folks that I'm it always still surprises me when I, you know, remove the obstacle and uncork the possibilities. It should never surprise me because my, my uh, accounting life business, you know, 27 years has always been this way. I have never gone hungry. I have never not worked. Um, it's always there when I need it. But I've also been a firm believer in that. I don't even stress about, I never have stressed about it. I have a solid core almost like a sacred gift of faith almost, uh, in the, in the arena of that line of work in my life, that it will just be there when I need it. And clients are there and work is there money's to be made. The times in my life I've chosen that I don't want to work in that industry and I wanted to make changes in my life. That's a little different, but I've complete faith that that industry for my life will, and skill set will never not be used if I want it to just, there's no doubt. I literally, if I could put that faith to walking on water, I'd be walking on water because that faith is absolute in my life. Not so much in many other areas. So anyways, um, this lady, uh, her stuff just, I was on LinkedIn answering something quickly, updating something and her thing came across and I went, you know what? It's time. It is time to go network with these women. Uh, they bring a lot to the table and they're I just really, whatever caught my eye, it caught my eye. So I immediately went to her website and realized, oh, that's right. Both these women are working together who I've, you know, have utmost respect for and paid the $25 going to their monthly networking lunch in, in two weeks. And I'll, I'll do this for a little bit and see how it goes. What sort of prompted that I realized is one, I got, I closed the book. I just closed my iPad and said, quit reading these books and said, okay, we need to get back to work. What else happened this week? Well, folks, I'm very proud to say that the landing page and the ebook are finally available for download. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not a big book. It's only 80 pages of just some thoughts. It's very basic, very, very basic. I want you to just get an at a, a stepping stone into how, how high functioning habits can work for you and choices that you need to make in your life. So, uh, a person that works with my coach, she did my landing page this week. I've just forwarded my website to it. So highfunctioninghabits.com. If you go there, you'll be redirected to the uh, lead page with the free ebook. And she just did a lovely job. Now, this is what throws me because I have a very logical mind, which makes sense. I run an accounting business and have since I was quite young. I built a house and designed it from scratch based on how I move in space in the things that I wanted. It had nothing to do with creativity. In fact, the lady that purchased our house from us three and a half years ago has decorated it so much nicer than I ever did. Uh, my home was lovely. People loved coming there. I think it was really more just about the feeling they had when they came, but her, her gift, she's very creative. I remember when I was a, 
a young mom at, you know, in my very early 20s. And I took up going to craft fairs for, for a year or two just to make spending money when, or a year when Ryan was very young. I uh, made fo- fabric-covered photo albums. They were all the rage in the, in the late 80s, early 90s. And I went to craft fairs with my cousin and I sold these things. But I remember thinking, for me, it was about how to put it all together, the proper glue guns, the types of fabric, the type of lace, the inserts. You know, very, again, logical. I really had to work on the creativity part of it. That just does not come naturally for me. And I love beautiful things. And I love walking into beautiful places. I went into my dentist yesterday. Yes, my dentist. Uh, And they had just renovated. And the place is like walking into a spa. It's just, it's just beautiful. Um, unfortunately, I had to have really yucky work done. I'm having a, a crown done and that was, I hit a nerve and it just made my whole day gross yesterday. I'm not going to lie. But the experience of just walking into a beautiful surround surrounding area was lovely. And on the same way, when I go to nice hotels, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the ambiance of what surrounds me. It is very important in my life. I am not the person that you want to hire to create that. <laughs> I can look at something and say yay or nay. I am the person you want to come and bounce stuff off of. Absolutely. Not the pers- person that you want me to be pulling out of that, that out of my hat. Not my skill set. Now that being said, going back to see, seeing Anissa's stuff on LinkedIn with Angela I and doing the networking thing. With the... Facebook, uh, sorry, with the landing page launching this week at High Functioning Habits and the ebook finally being available, I now can't hide anymore. I mean, I actually have to go in and learn to use some of these programs that, you know, create leads. I've created a um, private secret Facebook group for those of you. You'll all be getting an email, my subscribers. I'm just letting you know that, you know, we've launched the page and uh, here's the free book if you'd like it and opting in and you can join the free group. I really want to make that a community about just ideas on good habits, getting conversations started, how people are struggling. I really want to make that a very supportive community uh, for people that just want to better their habits and better their lives and themselves. Well, you know what? That means I have to move forward now. Well, there's a lot of technical stuff with uh, social media and marketing and moving past just, you know, having this landing page done that I am just not versed in that I'm going to have to spend some time on um, YouTube, taking some tutorial videos and ensuring there's people in my life that I can hire. At the same token, I also don't want to be spending tens of thousands of dollars at this point hiring for simple things when I know I just need to go plug in to certain people. I have no problem sharing my expertise. Lots of other people love to share theirs because there's a lot to be learned that can be learned really for free and for just putting myself out there. So I thought it is time and I really truly believe that this particular group has what I need. Well, that's amazing. And I I sort of figured the second they saw my name come through when I registered on their website, one of them would, you know, send me an email. No, one of them picked up the phone and, and she's in my contact. So right away, I'm like, Anissa, how you doing, girl? I said, I figured you'd notice me there. She goes, are you kidding me? Let me tell you what's going on and, and what are you up to? Well, while I'm talking to her, a client from years ago, I keep in touch with everybody that I worked for for years, right into when from his private company, he went public, was bought out, and I stayed on as the controller. This is my accounting world as well. And we have stayed in, in touch for years. He is a outside of the box thinker, 
Charn has always got something on the go. He has owned multiple businesses. I bet 80 to 90% of them all are successful and, and turn a profit. Lots of times he's all about the startup and then selling it off. He, that he's, he's amazing at that. And when we work together on those types of projects, we usually can make things sing pretty cool. It's pretty neat. Haven't worked with him for years. Well, he's phoning through. And again, and I'm on my cell phone talking to Anissa. I finally finished with her and I phoned him back. I said, sir, dude, I'm, I was on another call. I go, Shell, we really got to talk. How would you feel about being a CFO? And I'm like, oh, please tell me that did not just come out of your mouth. I'm like, I got no time for that right now. He says, I really need you to listen and hear me and see what, you're, what you think. Now, the accounting stuff for me has changed. I really recognize that I do better with larger clients where I'm more focused, less distraction. I still have memory limitations with my fibromyalgia, although I've, I'm very, you know, way better functioning with, with life now than I was. But I also had to recognize the things that motivate me. I like working with people I like, and I like when their businesses are doing something that I like. Because like this morning, it gets me excited. So the clients who phoned this morning, their industry, I love. I find it fascinating. I think it's good for people. And uh, it's really not about the bookkeeping. That, you know what, I can do that in my sleep. But you better motivate me and you better grab me and make me vested in the process. That is very much how I operate. Char knows that. Because he phoned for bookkeeping help a few months ago for his own little personal side thing. And I have a young lady I'm mentoring and I sent him right to her. I said, here you go. She will look after it. Now he needs bigger picture. Uh, I think they're looking to go public. I do not have the credentials to be a true uh, chief financial officer. But for what they need right now in startup, I probably have what he needs. So we're going to have to take a look at it. I'm going to have to take a look at it. Because one, I love working with him. Two... Very excited about the product they're thinking of doing. And uh, and three, brings my skill set to the table. You know what? It just, it, it, just, it just sort of excites me. It motivates me. Now, at the same token, what I also have to do, I have to make sure this is not another shiny object. Reason being is, with everything launching in the last week, could this just be a distraction? Don't assume that everything that comes along your way is things you should say yes to. I've podcasted on this before, you know, put it through the litmus test, make sure it's, you know, if you don't have your goals aligned and your why aligned, that is when people can come in with too many shiny objects and things that are distractions versus moving you forward. Now, I do have a goal in the high functioning brand to teach, to expand the book, to create a community and to speak from stage. I want to be teaching that. Um, I think people can accomplish so much more in their lives if they can get a little discipline around some of their habits and if they're conscious of them. So just to kind of back up here, I have been very lost in the reading in the last couple of weeks, but at the same token, my habits don't go out of play for very long. So it's interesting. I go on a cruise in a couple of weeks. So what should the average person be doing before going on a cruise? dieting. <laughs> that just kind of seems to make sense for me because let's face it, going to gain a few pounds on that week because I do not hold back. I don't do things that are super bad for me, but man, I certainly don't show the discipline when I'm paying the money to go have fun. I have the glass of champagne. I eat the creme brulee for dessert. I have the cheese plate. Can't do that every day of my life, but I do it on vacation. Instead, I've gained weight <laughs> because I've been a just not 
motivated to behave myself. But the interesting thing is, you know what? It takes me four days just cleaning up my diet and those three or four pounds just fall off. You think you don't lose four pounds in four days. That's because I didn't really gain that. I was just eating things I shouldn't have eaten. I was bloating up, retaining a bit of water, sugar. Maybe I gained two pounds of fat. The rest of it was just nonsense. Do you know what? You can get that off in a week. Because my habits always kick back in again. Because I literally cannot live in the bad habit world for extended periods of time. I know what it feels like to be motivated, to have clear thinking, to sleep well. I know what that's like. So being without those things, not being organized and not eating well, it's just no place I want to live for any length of time. Therefore, once your good habits are in place, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to backslide. You're going to forget. You're going to not want to. Really, it's just, I just didn't want to. My granddaughter's over. I put the whipped cream on the homemade waffles and we ate the organic cheesies. Okay. I did. And I had mimosas on Sunday morning because I knew I was going to have to clean up my diet for a couple of weeks before the cruise. So I just, you know what? We celebrated. It was a wonderful weekend. My son was in town. My granddaughter was here for the whole weekend. We, I, we, the husband and I threw a huge birthday party for him. Barbecue had everybody in. It was fabulous. Friends in from out of country, friends in from out of city. Fabulous. But you know what? Monday comes. I don't get to continue that. If I want to have a hip that moves and a hand's joints that aren't crippled, if I don't want to be 30 pounds overweight, if I want to be sleeping properly and not have my face break and my skin break out, I need to get back to the norm. doesn't mean I don't step off the path. It just means I get back to the norm. Now I have a girlfriend, she was here actually for the barbecue and I'm so proud of her. Uh, she's lost a significant amount of weight in the last year. She decided to go on an anti-inflammatory diet and uh, she's actually now a kind of joke. She's skinnier than all of us and she's been obese most of her adult life. The girlfriends, a crew of us, couple of us, we haven't been. The most I've ever been overweight is 20 pounds. And that was a very short period of time and I was very ill. You know what? I'm like, half the women out there, five or 10 pounds, it comes and goes. Don't even kind of deal with that anymore. My life is very easy, I find. I, I really can use that word very, very easily. My life is very easy. Now I don't struggle. Because I've made decisions about things I'm willing to do and not do. Anyway, she came to, comes to visit and she still lost more weight. She's actually very, very skinny right now. Probably wearing about a size six. And um, she's just really skinny. But she looks beautiful and she's well-dressed and it's lovely. But her eating is still so strict. It's, it's almost, to my way of thinking, a little frightening because I almost see an eating disorder that, I, that could be... Obsession, guys, is just as bad as not eating or throwing it up. You can have an eating disorder when your whole world revolves around food and what you will and will not eat. That's not healthy. But at the same token, we want to celebrate her because this is a huge lifestyle change. She is so much more healthy. Um, but I'm hoping that she'll just come into a place where she realizes that it's not everything. You know, life, like I say, I enjoyed my weekend and then Monday I'm back to my regular life, but she's not doing that yet. She's not ready for that sort of break of her pattern. And maybe she never will be. Maybe she's going to be completely fine with that. It is my experience. That's not the case for most people. For instance, I spent years not eating bananas and carrots. They're high sugar. And, you know, you give them up for a diet, 
but then you forget you're off the diet and you just need to be living your life, but I still avoid them. Well, do you know what? I really like bananas and I really like organic carrots in a bit of grass-fed butter with a bit of ginger. Like seriously, those are yummy. So why was I not eating them? They're all back in my life now and I am five pounds lighter than I was before uh, when I didn't have them. So just make sure that when you get motivated about something that you don't also then get into a tunnel vision about something in particular and that's what can happen. That is probably where this roundabout way is where we're a little concerned about her eating. Little tunnel vision right now. I think healthily that will just change down the road when enough time has gone by. You need to see yourself a certain way. She doesn't see herself that way yet. So, but for me, this has been most of my life. This is why I wrote the book, High Functioning Habits. That's why I do this podcast because I can see these things in my life where I've had good habits, but also where I got hung up on a few silly little things and forgetting the reason I was doing them. You should not be, and I'm, I know I'm segueing a little bit here, but since we're on topic, you should not be dieting for your whole life. Okay. A diet, something you might do is change your eating habits for a short period of time to take off some unhealthy weight. Then you should be living. Your diet should be something that's about what you eat every day, what you enjoy and incorporating the things that you, that you need and you like and that are healthy for you. That's different for some people than others, depending on your, if you have an illness, if you have a different blood type, there's all sorts of reasons. I'm a celiac, for instance. I do not have a gluten intolerant. I am a true celiac. You know what? I have to, I have to listen to that. I am a, I have a sensitivity or an allergy to uh, caffeine. I cannot eat chocolate, drink coffee, Coke, anything like that. Um, take high levels of ginseng. It's actually a stimulant sensitivity I have. Do you know what? Those are things I can't get away from. So I don't. But that doesn't mean there's not a lot of other amazing things in my regular eating diet that make me happy and that I enjoy. The good stuff and the cheats, they're all there. So despite the fact I've gone definitely on a little segue of food, but it should, I just was thinking about the carrot banana thing the other day because I am listening. This podcast might go a little over half an hour, guys. I'm sorry. Probably should have done two of them. I've just been listening to a book by Dr. Gundry on uh, my Audible called The Plant Paradox. And I have to say, I probably am going to podcast on it. A lot of good scientific information in there and a lot of things make sense to me. A lot of things that I actually already had incorporated into my lifestyle without 100% understanding the medical and cellular level reasoning for doing what I was doing. He gets definitely into some of that. So know why, know what motivates you. I'm going to, I'm going to pull back to that because, you know, we've had the, the situation with, with, um, my work, uh, getting plugged back into networking, other opportunities come across my desk when these things happen. I am just, it's not even noon and I've just kicked butt today with, with uh, productivity and I've got a whole lot more yet to do. Still doesn't mean I might not have to nap, you know, because I know what I'm like. I can't le- do this level of energy for like days and weeks on end. It's fine. I'll have the little nap, recharge, rest my brain, come back and get at it, get at some more stuff. Got to do a little research today. Then there's the news thing. We watched, you know, what motivated that man? What's, what reasoning could anyone have to hate that way? It just is completely boggles my mind, but it's out there. And I guess part of what I want to say to you is it isn't just about what motivates you is when you look at a situation, do you react 
Or do you stand back and actually ask the question, what the freak is motiv motivating that person? Now, sometimes you can just say, oh my goodness, there's just hatred there or insecurity. And he's just, that person's just spewing on the world around him. Step back and walk away, you know, stop injustice if you see it like the gentleman did in the video. He stopped that man from attacking another man. But at the same token, sometimes there's things you can't change other than just not being that way and not feeding that other people's, you know, issues. So then another thing happened. And again, the word motivation came to me as well because I could not figure for the life of me what would motivate this person. I have a girlfriend that's dating someone and uh, that someone is legally separated, has been for a number of years, but they stayed very much involved, lived on the same property, raised their kids together, but they've lived separately for a couple of years. I get along famously with my ex-husband. He is, was here on Saturday with his wife and their kids still call me Annie Shelley might be a little hard to explain to people, but we made a choice as a family. I certainly did and everyone else just followed that we were just not gonna live in that awkwardness, hatred, anger. I had no time for that kind of drama. So this woman felt she had the right to just ream in writing on my girlfriend. Just the things that she put in writing uh, for a grown adult, we're in our 50s, was so beyond me. I was like, are you kidding me? I really had not even, didn't even know where to go with it. I was so stunned. It's like stuff I left back in, you know, 35 years ago when you heard stories about people separating and all the hatred and all the things people say. You think, you know, you did marry this person. You loved them at one point and uh, you still have children together. You might want to act like a decent human being. But apparently not everyone's capable of that. So that really got me thinking about what motivates us. What motive, you know, what motivated her what is still motivating her to have so much hatred? From what I've seen from the outside, they had a very amicable separation. Uh, the kids are very well adjusted. They, like I said, they've lived next door to each other to raise these children together. So these children had a fantastic stable life the last two and a half years since they you know, made it official. I'm just not, I'm not understanding where that was coming from at all. Um, if you have instances like that in your life, please take a step back and ask yourself, why you would hate a complete stranger, why you would feel that your personal hurt or whatever belongs on anybody else's plate. If you are fighting with a family member, this doesn't have to be, and this was a, you know, very specific situation. And some of you may see the situation and go, Shelly, what are you talking about? That's totally acceptable behavior. No, it's not. Your grown adults know it's not. That is not how we communicate. That is not how we behave. We do not, you do not get the right to pour your hatred and anger out on complete strangers. And if you are still doing that in your life, you really need to take a step back. Find out, some of it's just habit, emotional habits. What is triggering you? What are you really angry about? Because usually you're not spewing hatred at someone that you've never met because you're not angry about something else. Just, you know, that's just my two bits worth on it. As is really not about a relationships. It's just really about opening your mind and being aware of what motivates you because we are motivated by so many different things in our life. You might think motivation is all about business or being rich or successful in your life because that's how it's sold these days with all the self-help gurus out there of which, you know what, you could accuse me of being one. I don't think I am. <laughs> I'm really just a person living a life that has some experience and I just want to share it and hopefully 
share some information because one of the biggest things I've been appreciative of in my life is when people share information with me. Knowledge is power. That is no different when the knowledge is about yourself. It doesn't have to be about creating a multi-million dollar company or, you know, learning to be the best investor. It could just be about have being a great wife or husband or being a great parent, being a great daughter. It could mean just being a healthier you, having the home that you really want versus just always being angry and, and unhappy in your life because that is what drives a lot of people. They are so unhappy with their lot in life. But you know what the saying is, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. Please don't think that you're going to keep running on your hamster wheel and get a different result down the road. You're not going in a different direction running on a hamster wheel. You're just on the hamster wheel. So this morning when I uncorked my resistance to the next phase of what's going to happen here in my life and career, a lot of it's just getting over fear. The, you know, the water immediately starts running. Well, now you know what happens when that water, when that river flows? One, I'm moving forward. But two, forks in the road are coming. Because that's, or the river, whatever, and whatever analogy you'd like to look at that. Because that's how it works. Now, lots of times, I always love using water as an, al- an analogy because I think it relates to life better than a road. Because unfortunately, with a road, you've got to have a clear path. Now, you could also say then, okay, then, if it's not clear, Shelley, we just get the dynamite out and we blow the mountain away and we keep the road going. Yes. And if you were in a, let's say, Anthony Robbins um, seminar right now, I'm not listening to my podcast, that would probably be a great analogy. Move that mountain. But you know what? Day-to-day life doesn't always require us to move a mountain. Sometimes it just requires us to, one, either go with the flow or allow the water to flow around obstacles so that we come out on the other side and we're still moving forward. And that's a little bit how I've been feeling this past two weeks. When I'm buried in a book, it's not a mountain, people. I put it there. It's an obstacle that I need to just get around. I'm, I'm allowing the tip of my little canoe there to catch on that rock and stay there. And I'm just sitting in the middle of the river, not moving not seeing what's further down around the bend. I'm just sitting in the boat, doing nothing. Can you relate to that? I bet some of you can really relate to that. So let's keep our boat moving, because all it takes is a paddle stroke. All it takes you is put your arm outside the boat and push off the rock. All it takes you is to get out of the weeds and keep moving forward. We are not a four-lane perfection highway. That's why actually it was funny when I was looking for clip art or just artwork in general for the cover of my boat, of my boat, (laughs) you got me on a path, of the book, which by the way, none of this is done really fancy. So if you download and go, seriously? Yeah, no, this wasn't done, you know, this isn't ready for Barnes and Noble, guys. It's a free ebook. And I was looking at artwork that uh, I had someone from Fiverr kind of do up a couple of options for me. And they were very clinical, very hard looking, very analytical. And that's really, I'm trying to give you hope, not, you know, have you thinking like a computer. And also a couple of them were, were highway pictures, pavement, concrete. And it just, it just, it wasn't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, ha, that's funny. It'll come to me in a minute. It just organic. It just wasn't organic enough for me. It was sort of like forging a path. 
Well, do you know what? I'm a believer in that to a certain extent. But at my age and my experience, I'm also a big believer in succeeding despite obstacles. I'm, that's, you know, really that's what high functioning habits is all about. If you Google the words high functioning, you will find a plethora of stuff on the internet about high functioning issues. You're high functioning bipolar, you're high functioning autism, you're high functioning this. It's all about sick and illness and negativity. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't consider those necessarily all the negatives of our life. There's weeds in my garden. Doesn't make my garden any less beautiful. I just pluck the weeds. Okay. The river kind of is the same deal. I just move around the obstacles because good habits keep you floating straight and they keep you moving around things that life throws at you because it doesn't matter how much you implore the law of attraction, perfection and perfection and um, success is never coming 100% of the time. If you've ever read Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill is very clear on that. And just about any self-made millionaire, billionaire in today's you know world, you can listen to Warren Buffett, you can listen to any of them. By the way, segue, Paul Allen died this week. Um, he was the co-founder of Microsoft with uh, Bill Gates. You know, they knew each other since grade seven and he was a huge philanthropist as well. And there's no way that he or anyone else that live in that sphere of success would tell you that they got there without failures. It just, it doesn't happen. Um, there's always the one hit wonders or, you know, some, some bizarreness, but for the most part, failure is how we learn. And to be successful in life, you have to instigate good habits, take the most of opportunities when they're presented, that sort of thing. And these men are just a perfect example of that. And when I just recently re-listened to Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, uh, I really enjoyed the version I purchased. I love the guy that um, narrated it. Really put a lot of things in perspective again for me. It's one of those things you just, that book you should revisit every few years. And the longer time goes past, the more you're going to laugh a little bit at it because it's very, you know, last century and very sexist in a lot of ways sometimes. And it's very male dominated. The, uh, the um, lessons are accurate and they're true and talk a lot about the law of attraction. And, you know, um, Warren Buffett is the same deal. These, these men, they build empires and they certainly didn't do it without making mistakes. Okay. So know that this river that you're on, regardless, it's just, it's not going to be not full of pitfalls, pitfalls. And the road has those and the river has the rocks and the weeds and the, I guess, shallow spots. I remember, you know, I used to have a sea dew and if you didn't know where you were going, uh, you'd beach the sucker in a river that was too shallow. So really be clear that it's a journey and it's not perfection understand your motivation, why you do things, how you might want to change some of those things and make that the motivation. You can change your motivation. Don't make the things that drive you unconscious. Make them conscious. Have a great day, everyone. and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you again for joining me today. And remember to focus on not living in regret. I invite you to subscribe to my show so you don't miss a thing. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at either High Functioning Habits or Living Well with Shell. And I invite you to leave a rating on my show about what you like best or message me with something you'd like me to speak on next. Remember, 
Willpower will only get you so far, then you better have a plan.